This episode of Watch Out for Fireballs is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. $5 a month gets you a lot of bonus stuff, including the bonus episodes of this and Bonfireside Chat covering Elden Ring. Uh, patrons such as Kellerak, Matt Rufford, Andy Palshak, Joey Hoffman, Chase Moore. Thank you very much. If you'd like to join them, head on over to that website. That is patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Thank you. Butterfield. This is Cole Ross. And this is Watch Out for Fireballs, a Games Club podcast. And this week we are talking about Ultimate NES Remix, which is a variety game developed and published by Nintendo for the 3DS in 2014. Uh, and this is a Cole Jam. This is my uh, vanity pick uh, here for this yeah. month. Cole, the listeners want to know is Cole Jam harvested ethically from Cole? Um, some guys come by, um, two times per month, uh, okay. and they hook up a machine. Uh, I, 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 I get a magazine to watch, uh, or, you yeah. know, I don't read it. I just look at it from across the room. Uh, and that helps mm-hmm. me produce. It's real strange. They show up in real, uh, heavy kind of hazmat, uh, oh, which, uh, concerns me. And when I ask about that, they say, oh, don't worry, you're fine. Which, um, yeah. you know. It's, Dude, it's, there's it's, a, th- that school that was behind the coal jam runoff mm-hmm. uh, plant that was getting unhealthy amounts of coal jam in their milk. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that news story. They, they, somebody Aaron Brockovich did. I can't remember who. Yeah. Might have been Aaron Brockovich. Super, super fun. Doesn't seem so super to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sounds so great. Um, yeah. So this is, yeah, this is a, a vanity pick and this is going to be a breezer. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully everyone understands us throwing ourselves some breezers. Yeah. What with the Elden Ring. It's massive. It's massive. I also want to make a real quick note before we, we have some admin at the beginning of this. We do. Uh, I'm dealing with some health stuff. I have a lozenge in my throat. Okay. I apologize for any additional mouth sounds that come through on the, the mic. Uh, if I did not have this lozenge doing its thing, uh, I would not be able to, to record. It's a load bearing lozenge. It's not just like, oh, baby's got a sore throat. Uh, mm-hmm. It's more complicated than that, yep. uh, but I will appreciate everyone's patience uh, if there's a little bit of additional mouth n- noise. I've got it tucked in my gum like some chaw <laughs> right now, and it's just doing its work, uh-huh. but it is uh, it, it might come through. Yeah. So apologies um, to listeners. It's not really chaw unless you're filling a bottle with your saliva and keeping it on your floor for a couple of weeks. Huh? Oh, like I'm not. <laughs> like don't, I haven't been doing that this entire time. Don't make assumptions about the way I live my life. Yeah, don't <laughs> don't make don't 
Make saliva assumptions about your fellow man. Oh, man. Uh, good. Good to know. You mentioned um, admin stuff. Wanted to let people know we're also making some changes on the back end here uh, on the Patreon. Nothing huge. It's all easy stuff. I've been going in and investing a lot of time in actually making per show premium feeds. Uh, there will be like a big post on Patreon telling you how to do this. Uh, kind of the big uh, change that will affect the most people is that early release material is going into its own premium feed, whereas all other premium material like the premium watch out for fireballs, bonfire side chat, unfilmable, uh, all of our bonus stuff that will be uh, still available like on Patreon itself. Uh, focusing on making it as easy as possible for people to find and uh, get what they uh, want and are entitled to uh, based on their membership. Yeah. Yeah, it should be easier. We're still hammering out some of the kinks mm -hmm. on it. So uh, bear with us, please. Yes. You know, extend us some patience as uh, things. And there are a lot of different uh, pod catching devices yes. out there. So it's not like uh, there's necessarily always a one size fits all. Mm -hmm. solution for some of this stuff um we're we'll do our best yes uh, so please please have some patience as we get this stuff rolling yeah especially with uh with the support stuff i'm getting around to answering your questions as quickly as i can and updating the instructions um as quickly as i can <laughs> yeah yeah this will all be for the better eventually yes so growing pains are, are natural mm -hmm. but uh eventually this will be very good yeah and people so far have been super patient and super helpful, uh, providing more information about how to troubleshoot stuff, which has yeah. uh, already uh, worked for me. I've taken that advice and given it to other people, and it's worked out. So Nice. Um, so this video game we're doing uh, contains many games. It does. Uh, and we are not going to just do like a miniature watch out for fireballs on Donkey Kong Jr. No. Uh, during this. This covers many games we've already covered. Mm-hmm. Uh, things like that. So just keep in mind, we're going to talk about what Ultimate NES Remix does with these games mm -hmm. and maybe give you a brief overview of the game. But don't expect like the history of Balloon Fight uh, during this. Yeah. Um, or from anyone. <laughs> like, nobody talks about Balloon Fight. Yeah. And nobody ought to. Just play Joust. Yeah. It's not very good. Yeah, it's one of one of the one of the lower lower cards in the Nintendo. Like it's, it's not a good game. Yeah. Also, we're gonna talk some shit on some NES games you probably like just because of the system they came out on. There are probably gonna be people who think that uh, uh, Doctor Mario and Kid Icarus are unassailable classics. Sorry. Fire up the flamethrower. It's the sacred cow barbecue. Everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Put sixty seconds on the clock. <laughs> Doctor Mario blows. Uh, there we go. And now just sit in silence for 58 seconds. Okay. I will set a timer. <laughs> the, uh, yeah. So uh, what this is, is kind of um, a compilation of two other games as well. So this is very complicated. <laughs> Ultimate NES Remix is kind of the uh, compilation, a best of, of two Wii U games called uh, NES Remix 1, NES Remix 2. Yes. Each of those games uh, was made up of a, a series of NES games that are kind of chopped, hacked, screwed into these various challenges and played in rapid fire uh, succession, kind of like a WarioWare. Yes. Uh, you will pick a stage and it will go through uh, anywhere from one to, I think, the maximum. <laughs> like It's something ridiculous, like 12 little challenges inside. Uh, and it is grading you on accomplishing what is what it is asking you asking you to do. Um, and these are the actually, these are the ROMs and this is running on the best NES emulation, 
uh, that uh, Nintendo has access to at the time, right? Yes. Uh, and they're kind of like going in and looking and saying like, okay, we're able to track, you know, how many coins you got in this particular time. Uh, and then, you know, it is gauging whether you pass or fail and also assigning you like a, like a rating uh, based on this. There are so many variations to the challenges, even within particular games. Uh, like we can't list it here in the generalities. Um, yeah. Or, or even the specifics. We're not right. going to say every stage in the Mario Brothers one because a lot of them are like step on a Goomba. Uh-huh. And what do you say about that? Um, <laughs> broadly, though, what it's doing is it's taking a game and breaking it down to its verbs. Yes. Uh, in a really canny and aware way. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you take something like Super Mario Brothers one, you know, a game everyone's played. We'll use that for an example which is a game of stringing together, collect the coin, go down the pipe, Mm -hmm. stomp on the Goomba, get the star, jump the gap, you know, things like that, all kind of strung together in a way you don't think about when you're playing it. Mm -hmm. And what Ultimate NES Remix does is break that down and make you consider each part individually. Yeah. You ever Uh, seen one of those like exploding diagrams of a machine or um, uh, like electronics? You know what oh, I mean yeah. when I say, yeah, it's, it's kind of like that, but for yeah. like the game design of these things. Yeah. Um, you know, it takes... I used to, uh, there, there's a series of books uh, as a kid, comics kid, the official handbook of the Marvel Universe. Oh, and so they good. made one that was just devices, vehicles, and machines. <laughs> and they're all that. So you'd see like Forge's arm. And yeah. He exploded. And you see all the weird little components. And it was the coolest <laughs> shit. I okay. also had a Star Trek Next Generation a guide to the enterprise they had a bunch of those yeah i had a handful of them to like just about like the ships and uh, machines of star wars you know mm-hmm. yeah uh this is kind of like that but not for made up machines but for the uh the, the kind of the elements the elements yeah. of play here right the basic building blocks of these games which in turn are the basic building blocks of video games we play today yes which is the cool thing. Like we, we just recently covered Legend of Zelda on mm-hmm. Bonfireside Chat, and there's so much uh, Dark Souls DNA in that. It's the Ur action RPG that a lot of people have played. Mm-hmm. You know, adventure heads get out of here. Yeah. Um, having that broken down even further, like this ends up feeling like game science or game chemistry <laughs> when you're playing it. Yeah. It's really neat intellectually. It's very I atomic. Think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and this is not the game's, you know, arguably this is not the game's purpose, but it almost feels like a teaching, uh, like, 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 like a teaching platform, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and th- there's th- like, there are instances where it's better, you know, better at that than others. Like, I think this would be a very bad way to learn punch out. Right. But yeah. that, 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 that is here, you know, it, it's not a bad way to learn metroid though nope <laughs> or learn like kid icarus uh-huh or you know the, the second part of this i have a lot of affection for this game mm-hmm. i think this, this game's really great um the other uh thing it does is it gives you the experience of having played the game in an absolutely concentrated form yes uh really similar we'll, we'll talk about uh nintendo's kind of relationship with this um but it reminds me of the nintendo the online switch online stuff with these special stages that feels so of a piece with this. Yeah. And that that is such a cool idea. Like, what if we could give you this game in pill form? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you don't want to go through Zelda 2. You have to grind a lot in Zelda 2. Yeah. It takes 8,000 fucking experience points to get to the final level in Zelda 2. And you have to have it because it's hard as hell. Yep. What if, you know, the, the Nintendo special, the Switch Online, is just like, hey, start Zelda 2 with all the stuff. Yeah. And that's great. Amazing. Uh, this is just like, just do the highlights of Zelda 2. Mm-hmm. 
It's like Total Recall. <laughs> like, what if you just have the memory of having played Zelda 2? Yeah, and I kind of forgot that this was the this was the thing when I went back in and uh, and, and played this because I had previously played it on uh, Wii U and didn't necessarily necessarily concentrate on beating stuff. You know, like mm -hmm. I played enough of an individual game to kind of get it. Uh, it was just a real uh, tapas situation. But like the last few challenges on most of these is kind of running you through the broad strokes of 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 playing and beating these games so mm -hmm. you, you know like the last challenge of the super mario uh brothers uh one is like oh yeah uh get to get, get from one one to uh beating bowser using the warp gates which is probably the way that a lot of people just naturally play mario yeah yeah, yeah. and that's and that's uh you know having this reader's digest version of these games it's it's a it's a network axiom at this point. Like there mm -hmm. will be purists who think that that's robbing yourself and the game, you know, cheating yourself. But really, the alternative with a lot of these old games is not playing them. Yes, you know, uh, this this version of it allows you to see what's good. It tweaks things. Uh, it it can be challenging at times, but it tweaks things in favor of the player mm -hmm. and gives you the hits. It is yeah. a greatest hits version of all of these games, which mm -hmm. itself is a greatest hits compilation. Uh, I really like that. Yeah, I really like hitting the broad strokes of Kid Icarus without having to figure out Kid Icarus. <laughs> uh something else that's real cool is the nature of the challenges it doesn't just go from like hey here's the basic stuff and hey here are the you know the bullet points of like what you would go through to beat this game but also it will steer you to techniques that you were not aware of um yes. you know or just like weird little corner cases the super mario brothers 3 content in this is a fucking revelation you know yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's there's a bunch of real cool stuff there like all the trivia things like you know, you beat the uh, the boss with the frog suit mm -hmm. and you get the special dialogue. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario Brothers 1, they're like, do this with small fire Mario, which mm -hmm. is a glitch <laughs> you can get. Um, you know, it, it, it has it's in conversation with the meta around these things mm -hmm. and all of the accumulated knowledge that was not necessarily communicated to the player at the time the game came out as well. So not only is it just the basic verbs, it's also the 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 kind of body of knowledge that sprung up around these games yeah there's a bonus challenge in this that is like get to and beat the like negative world or whatever it is yeah yeah which was a, a cool urban legend that you could really do that was just a glitch but they're acknowledging mm -hmm. it like this feels very uh graceful to mm -hmm. me in a way of a way a, a company acknowledging its history yeah in kind of an ideal like kind of graceful way mm-hmm and it is talking about the actual experience of playing these games and discovering stuff about them, uh, or at least laying that bare, kind of in a way that feels akin to retro game challenge to me. Really similar. Yeah. Yeah. Which is itself uh, broken down into games, individual so. challenges. Yeah. Yeah. But for fake games, which is that extra level of super great <laughs> meta, yeah. Yeah. this is also, this exchanges that for things I have affection for. Mm -hmm. um, so you have a certain number of lives. For each uh, set of challenges, when you've uh, you lose those, when you've either made the challenge impossible, um, you've died, or you can't do the thing, mm -hmm. you know, like uh, one of the Mario levels will be like, fit, you know, get the flagpole. If you go to the warp zone, instead you lose. Yeah, you know, you have to do what it says. Yeah, or if you, it'll say like get five thousand points on the flagpole. If you don't jump on the very top, then it will uh, give you a mess. So it's not just yes. watching for did you die or did time run out. Uh, it's actually again like I, I I love the way that this is basically just like a ROM hack of these things is looking at the values inside of it and saying okay did they meet the goal or not? Yeah. Uh, then you're given a star rating 
Uh, this is for your time. There are actually four levels of this. It seems like there are three, mm-hmm. but there's like one, two, three stars or glowing stars. <laughs> uh, and then these stars accumulate to unlock other games and state and uh, other remix uh, sets. There's a remix path, uh, two of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is really cool. Yep. Uh, I would play, you know, an entire game of just these as well. Yeah. These are really playful and awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, every single one of these, whenever I got to, new, to a new one, I was just real happy to see what they, uh, what they unveiled to me. Even if it just was, hey, maybe the lights go out every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. It's still, it's still neat. Yeah. You know, 1-1 one, in one Mario in Silhouette mm-hmm. is doable because uh, in this game, they provide you with a familiarity with 1-1, one, one, but also it's in our, our Gamer American DNA. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, you can you can do those kind of tweaks because it's a holy space. Yeah. It, and it's like not even a challenge always because one of the like bonus challenges you get is, oh, we just recreated one one in Mario three. Like, what if you just ran one one in this engine? And it's like, oh, neat. neat. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, I want to talk about uh, a little bit later. We'll talk about kind of all the Nintendo DNA things mm-hmm. that this connects to. Yeah, but with that kind of thing, that's where it reminds me of uh, Mario Maker. Yeah, like Mario Maker has a lot of uh, Ultimate NES Remix. Yeah, kind of tethers. Yes. Um, so you know the remixes are where you get uh, sprites and mechanics from one game being added into another. Again, so many examples. We're going to talk about those uh, kind of at the end. I've broken them down into like the various categories, so we don't end up saying you know bonus one is this, bonus two is this. But uh, yeah. you know, you end up with you know graphical changes uh, using the uh, you know the added power of the hardware to do shaders and things like that uh, to make things look and behave differently. Um, yes. you know, it's a little, it, it feels like at the end of a Silent Hill game, the nowhere section where all of, yeah. <laughs> all of the, uh, uh, environments and items and enemies are all suddenly mixed, you know, mishmashed together. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are two sets of these, uh, remix paths that you have. Um, and the remixes and games in this in general, uh, trimmed some of the games from the other two, yeah. uh, from the NAS remixes. Um, and there's no loss. Nope. Uh, this is stuff like Clue Clue Land, Wario's Woods, mm-hmm. um, Brawler, you know, uh, yeah. Wrecking Crew. Ice Hockey. Uh, yeah. Ice Hockey. You know, things that, uh, I mean, Ice Hockey's not so bad. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, but, like, generally bad games. Mm-hmm. Um, and and they're, they're weird and they, people did not have affection for them. Yeah. Yeah. So it keeps the, uh, keeps the game list manageable and, you know, kind of uh, keeps... You know, broadly, the hits in. I, the, I, I, I would struggle to look at like the complete list of one and two and say like, oh, this should have been in here over even something I am, I am as like negative on as a uh, as Doctor Mario, right? Well, and also Doctor Mario is arguably more important, yes, than than Clue Clue Land. Like yeah. the the most obscure thing that ends up on this is uh, Balloon Fight, mm-hmm. and that was all, all you know a huge game, yes. Even like uh, at the time um yeah yeah so uh, so on the 3ds version if you get all of the po- all of the possible stars uh you will unlock famicom remix mode uh which take you know, it's the same game uh, on the same challenges but running on the emulated famicom hardware instead the differences are real subtle it's mostly in music mm-hmm. uh from what i saw uh i did not get all the stars but i looked on youtube um, but yeah, Famicom and NES, technically different systems. And it's neat to, it's neat that they included this, uh, because faith, faithfulness was their remit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
there's also a couple bonus modes in this. The uh, 3DS version of this has a bonus mode called uh, Speed Mario Bros., which is Mario Brothers 1 at double speed. Yeah. Uh, which is real cool, like just this little hack. Mm-hmm. Little hacklet. Yeah. Um, the Wii U versions uh, had a thing that featured the 1990s Nintendo World Championship mm-hmm. uh, thing. For kind of score attacks and ranking, you could relive the wizard. <laughs> without all of the rest of the parts of the wizard. Without the weird bad road yeah, trip. The, the, the kidnapper. <laughs> the, the kid stealer. John Q. Kid stealer. The bounty hunter kid kill? <laughs> yeah, yeah, Larry Kidkill. Maybe <laughs> silly Bart. A man, with, a man with plenty of kids has less reason to steal your kids than a man whose kid supply is low. <laughs> Go uh, listen to that episode of Adaptation Decay. <laughs> about yeah. the wizard. It's a, it's a funny uh, movie, not necessarily to watch. Right. But to think about. <laughs> but, to, but to clown on. Um, I, I love uh, the way that this came together. This feels super wholesome to me. Uh, mm-hmm. so the, the, the whole series here, uh, was brain si- was the brainchild of Koichi Hayashida, uh, who was the director of Super Mario 3D Land and Super Mario 3D World, which makes a ton of sense to me. Yeah. Actually, <laughs> those, those games are also, uh, broken into constituent parts. Mm-hmm. Like that is the, uh, the stage based, you know, Mario, uh, yeah. 3D World, which, you know, what maybe my favorite. 3d mario mm-hmm. uh is just a series of like perfectly executed challenges yeah. demonstrate the challenge give it to you in safety give it to you in danger mm-hmm. uh in almost like a like an ultra precise like uh agent 47 drumming kind of way. <laughs> yeah um uh, just incredibly rapid fire and uh very well put together we talked about that um i think that was last year or the year before it mm-hmm. time is meaningless um, yeah. but, uh, Mario 3D world is very, uh, it's very good. Uh, but he had finished up Mario 3D land and he proposed this idea. Um, and once it was approved, like he did the first hundred challenges himself. Um, and the reason he was so kind of excited about this is that, uh, Hayashida, he never got a chance to play NES games as a kid, you know, ended up working in Nintendo, ended up making Mario games. This was just a generation that he didn't get. So he was kind of looking for a way to play these games at work um yeah you know in order to kind of make up for lost time and so playing them and understanding them for the purpose of making the uh uh, making the challenges was an excuse for him kind of as a side project while he was making super mario 3d world yeah very cute yeah like it's it's very sweet to have him picture him in an office (laughs) you know playing kid Icarus. yeah and being like okay what the fuck's this about and probably, like, um, I mean, it, it, one guesses, I do not know this, having access to documentation and even institutional knowledge about these games to help uh, put it together, you know? Like, you're you're yeah. living and working at the source, you know? <laughs> yeah, even though I, I imagine Kid Icarus awareness is not at its absolute <laughs> heights in Nintendo. There's probably some wizened old janitor. Yeah, yeah. Who you could ask me, like, Kid Icarus, that's a name I haven't heard in years. <laughs> you know? Uh, okay, okay, Paul It. <laughs> Wait, Paul it p dot it. Wait a minute, and then you, and, and then you, and then you look at him, and then he's he's gone. He's just disappeared. He's, he's flying away. There's just a single feather floating in the air. <laughs> Bitch, damn <laughs> like you! A single, a, a single eggplant on the ground. Just, <laughs> he shits out his calling card. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Um, the only reason I feel, I feel confident saying that is because people stay around at those companies forever over there. Yeah. 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 There, there are some definitely some old timers who are familiar and, and the original versions of this with the weird ones, like you had to have fans of like Donkey Kong three and stuff. <laughs> Nobody's a fan. You know? <laughs> Nobody likes Millhouse. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> I, I, I like Donkey Kong three, but it, it's a, uh, I think Donkey Kong games just get better until he gets his own, like as long as he has an antagonist. Yeah. Yeah. Once he gets to Super Nintendo, he can oh, well, you absolutely ask my D. But you, you, you mean you mean King K. Rule doesn't count for you? No, no, no. Okay. I hate him. <laughs> uh, but Donkey Kong uh, Junior. and Donkey Kong Three are both good to me. Yeah, uh, Donkey Kong Three is really weird. <laughs> um, the uh, so yeah, so he, he wanted to do that. Um, you know, he wanted to make these very faithful. Um, you know, things like uh, frame rate glitches, flicker, that's part of the difficulty and part of, of the games themselves. So as much as this is not a purist take on playing these games, there is a purist heart in uh, how they're presented. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I'm happy. I'm happy that that is uh, that, that that is preserved and not smoothed over. You know, they could have tightened up the controls or, you know, did any number of things. No, it's just presented as it was, uh, which is great. Mm hmm. Uh, people really didn't know what to make of this when it came out. I think maybe there was a combination of, uh, you know, Wii U weirdness because it was Wii U forward. Um, uh, I'm happy this is on 3DS, um, just be, just for accessibility's uh, standpoint because nobody has a Wii U. Also, maybe like the, I think there might have been like a value proposition, kind of, you know, kind of question like, hey, is this is this like a full release or whatever? So it reviewed, you know, it gets like seven out of ten. Um, when you look at the, uh, the aggregate, uh, and broadly across like, uh, you know, uh, publications that I tend to tend to look to for reviews, uh, and it sold well enough to get a sequel, but it didn't necessarily like redefine Nintendo's output. No, it, it was very strange to me. So like when I got this at the time, I was an early adopter mm -hmm. of this. Uh, I have a Wii U it's sitting in a bin. Mm -hmm. I, I still have a Wii U. I just don't use it. Of right. course. Um, the, uh, I was in hog heaven, like mm -hmm. getting this, this was entirely my thing. And to me, it was very obvious that I was like, oh, it's WarioWare. Mm -hmm. It's, it's the nine volt stages of WarioWare. Yeah. Uh, and I was really, really excited uh, mm -hmm. by that. I was really frustrated by the bad reviews and then very happy when they came out with the sequel. Mm -hmm. I, I have both of them. And then I bought the, the ultimate version so I could play it not on a Wii U. Yeah. Yeah. The ultimate thrill. <laughs> uh, can you imagine not playing something on a wii u <laughs> i do that it thing a was lot. portable but you had to be in front of the tv <laughs> I, I played i ended up playing super metroid on the gamepad of that same uh laying on my couch but i had to be in the same room as the tv because it was yeah a, it's such a weird interstitial thing that's how i did um uncharted 2 the uh forbidden waters or whatever um the uh yeah I, I i just had the wii u plugged in headless in my bedroom so i could play it in bed yeah <laughs> on the it's virtual so console yeah. yeah like not plugged into That's a tv silly, or anything silly system couldn't do that god i just i, yeah. I don't know like it, it, it is starting to like it has that dreamcast charm to me i just want to see that little guy succeed <laughs> there, there there's some underdog charm to it and there's good yeah. software on it even though like largely it has escaped yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting how uh as people who like to play things in bed uh how far things have come like i am you know steam deck you know, officially without any kind of hack like mm -hmm. we'll be playing De deus ex in bed yes you know pretty soon yeah uh that is wild did you get you one know, of those from having to did you order uh yeah oh I wow did. yeah <laughs> 
I was just curious about it. Like, I know mm-hmm. that there are ways around it. Yeah. Uh, like uh, the, the T-bone phone thing. Yeah, yeah. But I love I, that. I, yeah. I wanted the bigger screen, mm-hmm. uh, I think. And I wanted the dedicated hardware for it. I didn't want to um, load up and unload my thing, my phone onto things. Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to, like, listen to podcasts or something while playing a game that makes sense on the you know on the on steam yeah so uh i'm excited about it mm-hmm. but like what you were saying was how far things have come for playing things in bed yeah yeah, for playing yeah. in bed like the the switch was obviously a sea change with that mm-hmm. you know there are sickos who never undock their switch mm-hmm. um but the uh now you know it used to be you had to be tethered literally to a room yes no more it's neat yeah yeah so uh we have no idea like when we're going to be getting any more of this uh, right like of a of, of NES remix specifically, not gaming in bed. And pretty soon you're, you'll game exclusively in bed. I'll um, do it tonight. It'll, it'll <laughs> yeah, you can. I can, you can't prove I'm not doing it right now. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Podcast in bed, game in bed, <laughs> bed life. Uh, yeah, bed life. I'm, I'm very sick. Yeah, with eventually we're gonna have a duck feed compound, and it's just gonna be that horrible haunted house from Charlie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. (laughs) Yep, like just four old men (laughs) with the grandpa balloons and all. (laughs) You you just pull aside a curtain, and there's all the people from the level, like just stretching out like infinity, like in glory, (laughs) all in bed. <laughs> oh man, uh, the, the, uh the, we we do not have an indication of like if this is going to be brought to the Switch. If like that'd be cool, um, you mm-hmm. know, be, I mean, especially because the 3DSs die in cloud, um, yeah. you know, just uh, get get as much cool stuff off of there as you can and onto currently available hardware. That'd be neat. I did some looking to see what um Hayashida was doing um since then. The most recent credit on his Moby games is um, Super Mario Odyssey, uh, but his yeah. Moby games is uh, incomplete. That's a five-year-old game. Yeah, it's a, the spirit of this is still alive, and the, the spirit of this has run through Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, WarioWare was kind of the beginning. Uh, Rhythm Heaven has a little bit of that DNA in it, mm-hmm. and then you ended up with uh, with this. You ended up with those special stages. You ended up with Mario Maker. Mm-hmm. Um, the closest thing we have to this, I think now are the stages that come with Mario maker. Yeah. Yeah. That are just micro lessons. Uh, you know, it's still taking down a constituent part of, of a game design, you know, of a game's mechanics yeah. and breaking it down to teach it to you. Yeah. But, uh, <clears throat> those special stages, I, I started a Zelda two run with mm-hmm. the special, like just all my stats are maxed, but I still have to go do all the stuff. Yeah. It's a blast. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's really fun. I really like those basically justify switch online to me. <laughs> um, I, I mean, after we did Zelda one for Bonfireside chat, I made the mistake of firing up just the regular Zelda two and it's fun. Mm-hmm. Like it's a neat game, but I forgot how much grinding uh, was present. In it's that. a great game. It's just, yeah, yeah it's just grindy, yeah. you know? And then you also with the switch, uh, switch online, you get the bonus of like, Hey, bonus eliminator boat duel <laughs> you get that weird firefighting rpg <laughs> yeah like just, like, i think uh you described this on on a tweet but you're like they throw us a handful of popcorn classics oh god yeah and that, yeah that's basically what it is <laughs> like, uh, joe and mac popcorn classics um, <laughs> yep. joe and mac and multiplicity <laughs> double <yep>. feature <laughs> for the ages <laughs> um joe and mac and me <laughs> uh, the uh but yeah the, the the spirit of this is something that nintendo really cares about and it's something that like you know no company is really ethical 
Mm -hmm. You know, they basically all suck. And Nintendo has its problems. This is something that I've always really loved about them, though. Yeah. Uh, You know, I don't like how they charge you for a license to play their old games. I don't like how they shut down fan projects. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say they're good at legacy stuff, but I will say that their official products that deal with their legacy are, you know, best in the biz, basically. Yeah. Like, it is more interesting than even the really great compilations of, like, you know, Mega Man yeah uh, collection which is great mm-hmm. and really well curated and has a bunch of bonus stuff but it's not as like playful yeah as how nintendo wants to kind of can't and 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 fuck up mm-hmm. it, it's tough it's uh the, the they have a very you know just the interesting take on it i know interesting is no really broad word i literally mean like it is not just a straight pipe it is not just presenting these games to you because they know that this is available to you especially you know, in the in, in the age when this came out, when the Wii U and, you know, the Wii and even 3DS virtual consoles were uh, there and accessible to you and on the system you were already playing, mm-hmm. you, you know, um, but, yeah. um, the, you, you know, you, you could just go and play the actual full games if you wanted them. This has a little bit more intentionality to it. Uh, and I think that that is that is the value proposition here. If you look at this as like, why would I want to play a collection of NES games. No, this is really far from that. Yeah. And, and, and if hopefully we, if you're a fan of old NES games, hopefully, and you haven't played this, we can sell you on it. Yeah. Cause it, it, it functions not only as that like interesting deconstruction, but also as a love letter. So we're going to start uh, going through. We'll talk about the games. Uh, we'll just talk about what the game is, uh, specifically in uh, more obscure games, mm-hmm. you know, and then kind of just talk about the varieties of challenges yeah. that are in there, but not go one by one because that would be ridiculous. <laughs> uh, and then talk about the remixes and the kind of things they do. Yes. Again, not going beat by beat because there's not that much to it. These are micro challenges. It'd be like talking about WarioWare stages mm-hmm. individually. Yeah. Um, so let's get started, uh, with, uh, Super Mario Brothers. Uh, the order of these is related to when they are, uh, revealed to you. When you start up, you have Mario Brothers, Donkey Kong, and Excitebike, but like the way that they teach you how the interface is going to work and how the rhythm works is by just giving you a challenge. Hey, beat one, one, which everybody can do pretty much, you know, yeah. uh, you run this and then it will give you your uh, little star rating. And then it starts getting a little bit more kind of granular. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so the first one, again, you run one, one. Everyone knows Mario Brothers. We don't have to tell you what Super Mario Brothers 1 is. Right. Um, then it starts uh, doing coins, you know, defeating specific enemies with a time limit, you know, stomp on three Goombas, Clartex coins. Um, they do things that are like, they're like, get the one up. And the one up is in a secret spot. Uh, <laughs> this is also a weird kid DNA. Like I just played this enough to where I know where there are hidden one ups. Yeah. You know, uh, that is, it's really interesting to systematize that because you might fail mm-hmm. if you'd never played this before, but eventually you'll get it. Yeah. You can you just know, and then redo you it. Have that experience of knowing this weird little hidden thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's not entirely unkind either. Like in the, um, parts where it, is, where it is asking you like, Hey, find these hidden blocks. 
um, or even like find the pipe that will take you further in the level. Things that kind of rely mm-hmm. on you having, you know, played this before or internalized it. Um, it is not just entirely trial and error. That'd be ridiculous for the invisible blocks. After a certain amount of time, um, the game will actually circle and uh, give a call out arrow to where you should go. Mm-hmm. Uh, that generally means that you're not going to be able to beat this and get a perfect or a rainbow star. But if you are kind of attached to that, you can just memorize that like it's a little, you know, memorization challenge and go back and run those again in less than a minute. (laughs) Yeah. It it also uh, you can continue and start off at your last uh, checkpoint, but you can only get one star. It caps your star limit. Yes. And stars are functional in this. They're not just bragging rights, but Mm -hmm. you get way more of them than you really need. Yeah. You know, it's pretty generous. Mm-hmm. Um, another secret uh, that it has is uh, the way that you can get unlimited one-ups in Mario. <laughs> uh, there, you can have a green shell and you can stomp on it on a set of stairs at the end uh, and just bounce on it and get one-ups forever. Yes. Uh, this was a cool playground secret mm-hmm. for amongst me and my friends. Um, it will eventually tell you how to do this, but it, it's an example of it playing with the meta. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, who knows what Nintendo would say as whether this was intended, <laughs> uh, putting there, I imagine they might be like, well, who knows? Maybe it was, but my guess is no. Yeah. Uh, my guess is they're, they're, they're being coy boys about that. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they acknowledge it. Yeah. You know, it's an acknowledgement that this game is bigger than them. Yeah, it is. It, it, it is built into it. And if it was a bug, it is a bug that they have decided to embrace. Um, yeah, ascended and... glitch. Yeah, as that, tropes might call it. Thanks, Tropy. Uh, hey, Tropy the clown. <laughs> Tropy don't play that. <laughs> uh, that I, I remember that being easier to execute. I don't know if that was a 3ds thing or a my old ass hands thing. Um, I the, 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 this one took me a lot of uh, a lot of attempts actually getting the ten one ups in a row. It, it was hard when I was young. It yeah. took several several tries yeah. to do it. So I, I think it's just like muscle memory stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, in the class of challenges that reveal things you may not have seen, um, they send you to all of Bowser's castles and say, reveal, uh, his disguises. <laughs> um, you hit him with a fire flower and you get to see which monster is disguised as Bowser yep. because it would make sense for you to dunk Bowser in lava, mm-hmm. you know, time after time, just over and over <laughs> like a circle of hell. Uh, so the first time if you fire flower Bowser, eventually the disguise falls off and it's a Goomba under there. Yeah. Um, but maybe you haven't, you know, a lot of times you just if you're a big Mario, you just run past Bowser and hit the ax. Yeah. Um, so this allows you to see which critters under every Bowser. Mm-hmm. It also takes you on a tour of the different Bowser arenas, you know, because mm-hmm. it is in hindsight, a, a little bit disappointing if you're a modern player to go back and say like, Oh, every stage has the same end boss is just Bowser. And he fires, Oh, he fires like uh, his flame belches at you. And that's about it. No, this will uh, give you like the different run-ups um to yeah. him and then like the different uh constraints that you have to get up and over him if you want to uh or get under him uh it'll start adding um uh, god you, you know it has been forever since i've actually done the legit way of uh of of the original mario does he get the hammers in the original mario when you fight him or is, the, is that a this thing no he gets the hammers he gets the hammers okay i i was yeah, uncertain absolutely. because the, the every time i've played mario for the past 20 years i've done the warp pipes <laughs> yeah it, it also it's it, it's almost like it acknowledges the shitty part of this because it bypasses uh those trash levels that are like um lost woods style yeah. mazes mm-hmm. like the, the the bowser castles are not well designed in mario yeah. one like that's pretty obnoxious 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's cool to get around that. Yeah. Uh, there are a ton of uh, swimming challenges in the Mario Brothers uh, section. Uh, that's a real bummer because swimming in Mario 1 is real rough. Yeah, it's not great. Yeah. Uh, then ends with you going from uh, you're using warp rooms to get to Bowser from yeah. 1-1, mm-hmm. uh, which is a nice meaty challenge. And again, like you said, like how most people play it. Yeah. Uh, Donkey Kong, um, the original Donkey Kong, not country or any of those things, was uh, Mario's first starring game mm-hmm. uh, where you uh, go up to the top of a series of girders and stuff and uh, collapse an ape mm-hmm. in order to rescue a Pauline. Yeah. Um, this uh so it's a single screen arcade game just in case somebody listening's not familiar mm-hmm. um this starts off just giving you the basic verbs of donkey kong like get the top walk over individual spots like these nuts to clear them yeah doing uh, the nes specific the stuff yeah yeah uh using the hammer mm-hmm. you know uh then starts showing you some things you maybe didn't know you could do like jumping over multiple barrels in one jump yeah because uh, you might end up in situ- situations that feel like freak accidents that are completely insurmountable, but it is kind of teaching you that for however uh, kind of clunky the actual control of Donkey Kong is, um, you actually have a wider affordance than you would expect to. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh, you know, good game, Donkey Kong 1. Mm-hmm. Just fine. We talked about that when we talked about Donkey Kong 94. Live, yeah. Because it's the first four levels of this. Mm-hmm. Um, then eventually you just have to survive for a while getting specific scores. Uh, it is, it's hard in an arcade game Yeah, where you want to get points. Mm-hmm. Um, so. what, I, what I wish that they had done is built in ways, uh, like built in challenges for you to guess which way something was going to go because there is a definite mm-hmm. logic to that, you know? Um, yeah. like I almost, I almost wish that they would have extended it just a little bit further and gone into like, you know, just, just a little bit above the, uh, the, the, the basic understanding of Donkey Kong that they give you here. Yeah, I I had read somewhere that it is random hmm. which way they go, but I don't know if that's actually true. Yeah, so I, I haven't you know haven't gone super deep on Donkey Kong. Maybe all of that stuff that uh, I that, that I saw in King of Kong was uh, superstition because both those guys turned out to be shitheads. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's show about the villains. Yeah. Um, the uh, the next uh, thing they reveal or that's revealed from the start is Excite Bike. God, I love Excite Bike uh, so God, much. Remind me how much I love Excite Bike. <laughs> Yes, thank you. I, Dude, yeah, I, yeah. I, I bike rules. I have five. <laughs> uh, great. Uh, when we if we start doing live shows again, uh-huh. great idea for a live show episode. Oh yeah. Um, really, really cool. Uh, my one of my favorite coffee places in Portland is called CC's, and it is a coffee place slash motorcycle accessory store. Ooh. And uh, it's all very themed. So they have an Excite Bike uh, arcade machine. Oh, and that if rules. I'm there and I have a quarter in my pocket, I always pop a in yeah excite bike is great um uh it, it just the, the the management of the heat uh the the, mm-hmm. the way that it is like combat racing as well um and uh, it, i there, there there's just something like that i love it's part of the, the the thing that i like about the trials games uh which is mm-hmm. very quickly um landing parallel to the surface like rotating yourself yeah. to get there there's just something that's very satisfying about that yeah, yeah, or or like Uno Racers, you do that. Yeah, it's it's a and, and it also has that modular lanes. Mm-hmm. Like you can only be in those those four different lanes, uh, which uh, is kind of ahead of its time. Like that went away for a yeah, while, yeah. and then came back in like endless runners and stuff. Yeah, you know this idea like endless excite bike is a cool idea mm-hmm. that somebody should do as a jam. oh god excite bike ninety um, nine beats still my yeah. heart. <laughs> uh, um, that would be really really cool. 
Um, so this starts off just finishing races. Then you learn how to do wheelies. Uh, you learn how to uh, land parallel to the ground after doing jumps. Mm-hmm. Um, you learn to take out your rivals. The way you do this is a little bit like joust. Yeah. Um, you put your back wheel over their front wheel. Yeah. And uh, crash them. Yeah. The same thing works for you. The difficult challenges on this, uh, they ask you to, you know, complete laps and to beat times. But the biggest ones are like, okay, do this without getting knocked over. And so learning how to be defensive and also like preemptively take people off of the board so you have lots of running room uh, ends up being pretty important. Yeah. Excite Bike is legit awesome. Yeah. Uh, less awesome to me. And I'm, I'm glad that you're with me on this because most people I know who are into Dr. Mario are really into it. Yeah. And I, I think it's just kid. Like they got captured by Dr. Mario in his mm-hmm. lab, you the... know, as a kid or something. Uh, <laughs> but people will be like, Oh, it's better than Tetris. And I'm like, bite fucking tongue. So I think, uh, I think maybe we talked sloppy game. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about this broadly in, um, uh, the Tetris episode most likely. Uh, but the, of the, of the two, uh, of the drop puzzles, I think they broadly fall into two different kinds of uh, categories. Uh, there's mm-hmm. like the Tetris and, you know, any variations of Tetris that you get where it is spatial, where it is about filling mm-hmm. space. Uh, and then you get the color-based combo ones. Um, and Dr. Mario is very much one of those, except uh, you're not only lining up pills of different colors, and when you match the different colors, they go away. You're trying to set those up to take out viruses that are on the board. Uh, so, you know, yeah. you're, you're, you're taking, you're taking out enemies. Um, but this goes, you know, ends up being like Puyo pop, um, you know, and people who are like really dig setting up like, you know, 45 chain combos and sending a bunch of garbage blocks onto their, uh, onto their enemies. I'm, I'm, I'm not into that. In fact, the only color match, um, uh, puzzle of the game that I like is, uh, is Tetris attack. Uh, but that is like different enough that, uh, it, it ends up working for me. For for me, this is just a bad example of that genre. Like I don't I don't hate that genre. Yeah. Um. I love Luminous, which is a combo based color mm-hmm. game. Like I can I can play get that. I'm pretty good at that. Yeah. And I love that game. Uh, same thing. There was a iOS puzzle game called Castlevania Puzzle of the Night. Yeah, I remember that. You remember that? Yeah. I, I beat that. Like I got you know went through all of that. I really liked that. And that's a color based combo. Mm-hmm. I just think this is a bad version of it. Yeah. Um, you know, it also only has one or two songs, which mm-hmm. I think is a problem. Like, yeah, they're bops, but just, <laughs> and I know Tetris has three songs, you know, hey, but that's old Tetris. 50% you know? as many songs. Yeah. It's a hundred, <laughs> it's a 150% increase in the number of songs. <laughs> um, so, uh, the concept of Dr. Mario is you throw pills down, uh, pills can be, uh, solid color or combinations of these three colors. Mm-hmm. And you try to get match four and include a virus in that match. Yes. Uh, and it's about cascading down a uh, little extra bits. It's trash. And the, <laughs> uh, the remix levels about this were the most hard for me. Yeah. Just me fighting Wario or Birdo over and over and over <laughs> until eventually what I did since we had the same opening spots was just intentionally lost and watched what they did Yeah, and then just executed it faster. <laughs> uh, I hate it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, even within the actual game itself, like getting down to, Hey, you know, you have a certain amount of time to do this uh, very specific thing that we're going to ask you to do. And because the drop, uh, the drop order is going to be the same, it becomes a very literal puzzle mode 
uh, where it's like yes. you need to know where exactly to drop what you need, what, like what you need to drop. That is not interesting to me in a drop puzzler. I like uh, I like being able to roughly plan, but then um, get around, uh, you know, adapt if I fail or yeah. adapt if something doesn't. I always want to improv. It's it's the same difference between Final Fantasy Tactics and Advance Wars. Yes, you know Tetris is Final Fantasy Tactics. Doctor Mario is Advance Wars. Yeah. One, you know, one's a big long puzzle. One of them's an <laughs> improv exercise. Yeah. Like a kind of musical jazz. Mm, cosmic gumbo. Um, yeah, it's a cosmic gumbo. We, <laughs> we used to joke about it when we were playing Dr. Mario. Uh, so anyway, you eventually, you just plays Dr. Mario shit. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's move it's on. garbage. Uh, to a good game. <laughs> uh, so to, to a game that I like so much. Uh, God, Kirby games are really good. And Kirby, Kirby's yeah. Adventure. I forgot how advanced this was. It's it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's it's really great. It's it's uh, original NES Kirby, so it's not Game Boy Kirby where it's like too simple. Mm-hmm. Before they added abilities, like Kirby One is feels like a game for babies. Yes, uh, this is a really really good game and a really late NES game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it is exceptionally beautiful and advanced. Yeah, so much variety um, in the enemies and the uh, the bosses in yeah. this. Like this yeah. is we should, we should do this. We haven't done a Kirby game in forever. We should do a Kirby game. Yeah, we 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 really oughta. Um, yeah. Yeah, no notes. Just let's do Kirby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's curb it up. Let's curb it up. <laughs> um, so uh, you're learning basic Kirby stuff, which uh, Kirby is a little pink uh, cream puff. He uh, inhales enemies when you can press down and absorb their abilities. Mm-hmm. And you have a little stomp, uh, a little butt stomp. And that's yeah. Kirby. And he can fly when he's full of air. Yes. Uh, just a hugely varied moveset. Uh, and you are doing mm-hmm. that um, against his... Uh, extremely vast rogues gallery of mini bosses, which is fun, uh, but also mm-hmm. doing things. A lot of uh, people hate Kirby. <laughs> what? Kirby's got a lot of enemies. A lot of people hate Kirby. Oh, I thought you said like like actual people. Like I was like, I'll I'll, oh. I'll pop those people in the in the in the, yeah. in the chops. Kir- Come on, Kirby has more enemies than Nixon. <laughs> in the universe, he's like a little teen- miniature Nixon, and they both have the big jowls. <laughs> Weirdly Did enough, you know, like Nixon couldn't eat a hot dog and then press down and turn to a hot dog. That was being naive. <laughs> it turns out Jane Jane Fonda hates both of them. Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but uh, but yeah, you go through his rose gallery and use his abilities. And some of these challenges require a lot of uh, some really precise stuff. Any of the wheel ones I thought were pretty fun, uh, challenging mm-hmm. because you're going to hit something and uh, and die. But like uh, just real, real fun and zippy, zippier than you think an NES game can be. Yeah. Yep. Uh, this this also Kirby loves his mini games, mm-hmm. so you'll do those. As well, uh, his quick draw is Wild West, put on a little cowboy hat. Uh, you get to fight all the bosses, which is a big part of Kirby. Like, you do this these challenges and feel like you have played Kirby mm-hmm. again. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, finally, the heavy mole fight, which is uh, you have to keep up with him. It's an auto-scroller. Yeah. Uh, so he clears the course, and you have to follow behind him. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty tough because it moves in random directions, and you need to stay uh, close to him, uh, but also far enough away that you don't get hit. Yeah. 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 Uh, Mario three was a weird one to do this since we just played this. I know. Right. Same, same thing with Zelda. I just yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just listen to that WAF episode basically right. uh, for the things you do in this. Um, they, uh, they start revealing some secrets, which I like. Uh, we mentioned this in the generalities. Like if you beat a boss with say the frog suit, the King will think you have been turned into a frog as well. Yes. And he will ask if you, uh, if you want him to use his magic, uh, to uh, make you human again, or whatever yeah. is human in Mario's world, it is unclear. Yep. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, there, there are some pretty tough ones, like taking you to like specific uh, specific levels where you're chaining invincibility stars. Uh, there's very mm-hmm. little margin for error in those. 
Yeah. Oh, and that and that's that stage is just for Mario three. It's just you don't have to be invincible. Yes. For for the one that does that shows you. Mm-hmm. Um, and in the end, you do a bunch of World Eight stuff uh, until you have to beat Bowser as Frog Mario, which yeah. is something nobody would do in their right mind. <laughs> right. Because uh, uh, that jump is garbage, and it's really yeah. tough to get out of the way. Yeah, you move real slow. Yeah. Uh, the next one to unlock is Donkey Kong Jr. Uh, I'm a big fan of Donkey Kong Jr. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, no good reason. I just had it when I was a kid, so I played it a lot. Um, this is just you're just basically playing Donkey Kong Jr. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the mechanics of the little man who climbs faster with two hands and climbs down faster with one hand mm-hmm. uh, and can drop fruit. Yes. On enemies. Yeah. Um, you end up getting into some really high precision uh, kind of asks in this, like kill two birds with one piece of dropping fruit um or a very tight you know uh, you know even if you want to pass a very tight time limit that requires you to go up you know how to get go up and down as quickly as possible but also make those kind of transitions between the different climb modes um in the right way and like not overshoot and deal with his weird jump yes like donkey Kong jr has got a real weird jump (laughs) um but there's nothing really flashy to this yeah. Um, same thing with Punch-Out, which is also very uh, just basic. And I have no idea how this would be if I didn't have Punch-Out memorized. Yeah. You know? Uh, but as far as, like, just go to NES games, Punch-Out, like, if I just don't know what to play, Punch-Out <laughs> is my my game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it did make me want to just replay Punch-Out. So I started yeah. a Punch-Out on the virtual console on my 3DS. It's I there. I love Punch-Out so much. <laughs> I'm a little cooler on Punch-Out. I don't have as much of it kind of memorized. So this was getting muscle memory back. Uh, for me, um, but mm-hmm. uh, I don't envy them trying to figure out how to like break this up, especially in a pass fail uh, kind of thing, uh, especially with uh, with time. Something that that ended up being a uh, um, a concern was beating somebody in time uh, when yeah. they could just kind of randomly get up whenever they wanted to. <laughs> yeah, th- there's there's tons of logic to whether they can get up. Yeah, and, but you, I don't, I couldn't repeat it. It's just internalized. Mm-hmm. To me, like there are certain things you can do to make a KO yeah, or make somebody, you know, and it, it's, it's just really esoteric. Yeah. Um, non-communicated to the player. I do love the little, uh, grace note though. Like the final one is just like train with doc Lewis. Yep. And you just watch the little cutscene. That's it. <laughs> Here's your little victory lap. It should be noted too. This does not take you to Tyson or anything. No, no. Uh, this takes you to piston Honda or not piston. It go you go further than that. Uh, does it do ball bull? Okay. Yeah. It ends on ball bull. Yeah, it ends at a pretty big, you know, the Anna Orlando moment. Yeah, for for Punch Out, but it, it's not absolutely bonkers and making you fight Tyson. Yeah, which is absolutely rough. That'd be that'd be too much. So what's funny about that cutscene one um, is I forgot. Uh, so the cutscene is so long that uh, mm-hmm. I kind of forgot there was another challenge in front of that. I, that that it wasn't just hey press this button and watch the uh, watch the training cutscene. Uh, so mm-hmm. when the cutscene ended and it showed two stars, I was like. What the fuck did I do wrong? <laughs> and I honestly got kind of paranoid because the 3DS has the like the little sensor cameras or whatever. And like, yeah, for a moment during that, I kind of I kind of put the put, put this thing down um, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, like looked at something on my phone. So I was like, all right, maybe I need to keep my eyes locked on it the whole time. Like it needs to sense there's something in front of it. Yeah. No, it just turned out that there was a fight right before that, that I kind of biffed that took a little bit longer than, uh, than I uh, needed it to be. 
Uh, so, but I got real paranoid. I was like, how can I get two stars watching a fucking cutscene? You're horrible at watching cutscenes. <laughs> I've been meaning to bring it up to you for a decade. <laughs> like, you're just dog shit at it. Like, I know you like doing it. You play your Metal Gears 4s and stuff, but right. like, you ain't good at it. Yeah, you know, so, you don't have to be good to at say, something that you're passionate you. about. Yeah. yeah. Better me tell you than like a stranger. Yeah, true. I appreciate um, it, but <laughs> Yeah, no problem. You got cutscene in your teeth. <laughs> Um, after this is Legend of Zelda, which again is something we just played. Yep. <laughs> uh, so it's, it feels a little bit, uh, goofy yeah. to do this. Yeah. But it's a tour of the mechanics. Um, and then you get to, uh, some of the more like, uh, uh, uh you know, advanced things, uh, revealing stairs, revealing, uh, uh hidden, uh, hint- hidden entrances, which if you just, if you know where they're at, you know, you know what to bomb. But if you don't, you know, it's, uh, kind of just uh, trying to teach you like, yeah, this is roughly where you need to look. Uh, in some of these, uh, and then a whole bunch of challenges that are all about defeating enemies in the dark, which is a thing that you yes. don't remember about the original Zelda. <laughs> but you do a lot. Yeah. Uh, in, in that game. Uh, and then you beat Ganon. Yeah. You know, which again, maybe you've never done. Mm-hmm. Uh, after this is non-super, non-superior Mario Brothers, <laughs> um, just the old Mario Brothers I had on Atari. Uh, I played this a lot as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a, It's a kind of a rough one. Yeah, you know, to go back to it, it only kind of holds up, and it it is difficult. Yep, uh, it's it's hard. Yeah, uh, knocking something over by hitting it from the bottom and then getting around to it in time so you can kick it uh, and get it off the screen. Uh, it's kind of a mad dash. Fireballs and other enemies. Yeah, you know, get those crabs. Uh, mm-hmm. This goes, you know, through all the different uh, types of enemies that you pop up. And Mario Bros. One had a bunch of weird enemies that don't show up again, like flies, mm-hmm. um, the crabs, the icebergs. Yeah. Things like that. Uh, it's real neat. Yeah. To, to see those. Uh, and then it gets around. So the original Mario Brothers kind of had like an asteroids things, uh, thing going on. When you ran off one side of the screen, you wrapped around to the other. Uh, it ends up giving mm-hmm. you pretty tough, like, hey, collect all of the coins uh, challenges where you're not only um, avoiding enemies so you can survive and get the coins, but the time limit is short enough that you need to kind of use the logic of the screen wrap around to chart the shortest possible course to get to get to where you need to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then finally, you have an AI Luigi, and yet uh, who is, uh, you know, competitive. <laughs> like, you, you could play Mario Brothers competitively mm-hmm. in this, and you have to fight against the AI Luigi. <laughs> it's, I love the uh, prompt. There. It's like, find a way to kill poor Luigi. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, the, oh no. The way that they, they uh, fuck with Luigi in this, <laughs> uh, in this, especially in the remix level, is very good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. On the other hand, um, or on second thought. Mm-hmm. Uh, after this, we have Mario two, uh, love Mario two, mm-hmm. uh, just, just great game. We've also covered that. So if you want to hear that at, at length, um, just basic stuff, mm-hmm. you know, picking up things, throwing them, yeah. uh, fighting the bosses, um, showing kind of doing a tutorial on how characters can be used. Yeah. I like this. So like, I like that a lot too. Like, you know, maybe you're playing it and you're like, why would I ever play as toad? he's slow and he can't, or he, you know, he can't jump very high and mm-hmm. they, they throw him in the digging pits, like <laughs> the digging pits. <laughs> That's where um, Toad belongs. Fully Elden Ring brain. <laughs> uh, the, uh, but you know, maybe if you, you don't have that little kid knowledge that like, Hey, this is what Toad's good at. Yeah. This kind of could train you mm-hmm. to realize so, his use case. Yeah. Luigi on the flying carpet, getting that extra hang time, uh, to avoid stuff. Yeah. 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 Uh, very that's, cool. That's good. Uh, and then it gets you to, uh, defeating Wart. Um, you know, teaching you how to grab vegetables from the, from the machine and stuff. Uh, Mario two yeah. rules. 
Um, I also yeah. feel like firing that up and playing that again. There, there, there are a Great number game. of these I've got a hankering for. Yeah, this uh, this game does a good job of that. Yeah. Uh, balloon fight, which is a bad joust. Yeah, uh, I've never liked balloon fight. <laughs> It's um, it, it's it's joust with added um, single player stuff. Flappy so, Bird, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very Flappy Bird, mm-hmm. actually. Like the, the same way you fly. Like I don't know if that was ever acknowledged as a Flappy Bird uh, influence, but mm-hmm. um, starts off with joust uh, in balloon fight. In case you haven't played it, because this is obscure, you're a horrible little dipshit who has balloons to mm-hmm. let him uh, float, and you play joust the better Atari game where basically you have to land on top of an enemy to pop one of their balloons. Yes. Uh, and you build um, momentum. You tap you... A to like flap. Yeah. Like... You got a little fan behind you. Um, and the, you know, the faster and more you tap, the more upward and sideways momentum that you build. Uh, but uh, you cannot necessarily slow down or stop uh, very quickly. Yes. And so knowing how to manage that momentum, uh, apparently very uh, difficult to accomplish technically. Uh, this, I believe was also one of Iwata's uh, first, uh, yes. first projects was working that's on why, this. That's and why kind of... it is famous. What's up? That that is uh, that is why this game was famous. It yes. kind of came back into uh, discussion when yeah. Iwata passed away. Yeah, into vogue because of uh, how beloved that man was. Yeah, with good reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, this feels like an ice level in the air. <laughs> yep. Uh, to me, <laughs> that's a good like, way to put it. Controls like dog shit. <laughs> like, um, yeah. What a what a wretched Nintendo game. Iwata. <laughs> um, <laughs> God rest your soul. Um, it also ends up with these flappy bird things where you go from right to left, like a maniac and you uh, have to avoid these clusters of like kill boxes yeah. using the shitty air ice level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and you know, it starts off with like basic duels before bringing you into like time challenges. Almost there are enemies that take a while to take off like the, as they infl- mm-hmm. inf- uh, inflate to their balloons. Uh, you need to pop like a number of balloons where they float up and leave the screen. Uh, you know, which ends up requiring uh, an, an awful lot of precision, you know, that I didn't necessarily de- necessarily develop by the time I reached those challenges. Uh, the nice part, though, is you don't need to beat all, you don't need to beat all of these to unlock all the remix stuff. So, yeah, see you later. Bye. <laughs> yeah, th- this was a big see you later uh, to me. <laughs> Perhaps the biggest, uh, not not the biggest because it was Dr. Mario. Oh, there is Kid Icarus. This was up there, too. And then Kid Icarus comes next, which like this is a weird fucking game. Mm hmm. Uh, God, Kid Icarus is weird. The Game Boy sequel is really weird as well. Oh, I never played that one. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a uh, it's bizarre. I I cl- I clowned on um, Kid Icarus Uprising or whatever it was, the 3DS mm-hmm. one. I clowned <laughs> that game about the revolution. <laughs> the game about Medusa's blood will stay in the streets. Oh, <laughs> uh, can you hear the hoplites singing? Yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> So, no, I conned on Kid Icarus Uprising thinking, oh, yeah, everybody, you know, that's not a good game. It was it was, it was mm-hmm. impossible to play. It was an early 3DS thing that was, was pretty rough. Boy, did people come out of uh, come out of the woodwork on Twitter to slap me on that. Yeah. Apparently, this is a beloved game that needs a remake now. <laughs> I, I've heard that before, too. And I've heard that, like, with, you know, on later editions and stuff with the second analog stick, it's playable. Uh, the thing that stopped me from wanting to play it is it's really goes into the heavy cutscene characterization and lore of Kid Icarus. Yeah. Like even the Kid Icarus cutscenes in Smash Brothers felt embarrassing to me. Yeah. I, I don't I don't want him to have like a story and stuff. I just want him to be a little man. Yeah. Walks and... around shooting shitty arrows, turning into egg, 
gets turned to an eggplant and stuff. Yeah. And Kid you Icarus know? Uprising is is also, I mean, like this the the secret <laughs> the joke of Kid Icarus Uprising rude is that it's basically yeah. Star Star Fox, you know? And that wasn't yeah. necessarily what I wanted either. So yeah, I love Star. I love Star Fox One, but then as soon as Star Fox started having lore as well, I got done with it. That's the Nintendo arc, though. Yeah, yeah. You know, they uh, they love to just give their uh, their games unnecessary story. Yeah. Star Fox went to a fucking planet of peaceful dinosaurs and learned to love. <laughs> and so did a whole generation. <laughs> like, oh, uh, yeah. So Kid Icarus is a weird little fuck. <laughs> He's a little pervert with wings who shoots little ineffectual arrows. It's kind of like a vertical scrolling wraparound Metroid. A little bit, yeah. Uh, his shitty little uh, arrows, uh, the fact that they only go to tomba widths is pretty frustrating. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end, like, you get a lot of items. No item's icon represents what it is. Yeah. Like, hearts are money. Hammers are something else. Like, hammer, you know, it. It's really strange. Yeah. You have to find your exit through there. Uh, you get fucked over by boss, like eggplant wizards and death all the time. Mm-hmm. I'm not being able to do anything. Uh, he is a sickening little perv. Yeah. Who loves misogyny. <laughs> and he, uh, <laughs> His blog basically just reads like warmed over Jordan Peterson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's, he's a horrible wretched little shit. And, uh, at the end, you fight uh, the Medusa wall uh, from the end of the game. Yes. You do. You fight your mini bosses and stuff. He's just a little trash creature. Horrible little gremlin. You know, and, and, and if, if I played Kid, Kid Icarus when I was young, maybe the story on this would be different. Who knows? Maybe I would have the muscle yeah. memory for it. Um, but like, I don't know. I, I came to Zelda too late and I like that much more than this. Kid well, Icarus is a much better game. I mean, this is much more primitive too. Zelda two is a much later game. Yeah. Yeah. Kid, Kid, Kid Icarus. It, it feels like a game made up for a television show. A little bit. Yeah. It, it's, it's got a lot in common with Metroid, but Metroid one is better. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not really somebody who like really wants to fire up Metroid one. Right. You know, right now and play it either. You know, mm-hmm. like there's zero mission. Like I can get the, the goodness of that without the badness. Yeah. Um, Kid Icarus is like a less respectable Metroid one. Yeah. Um, you move on to Zelda two, which is good. Yep. Uh, came out much later. Uh, this is the side scrolling weirdo Zelda that has uh, kind of actually deep combat and mm-hmm. RPG mechanics. Fun, uh, f- fun duels. Your shield actually yep. matters in this and they go a long way to teaching you that here. Uh, yep. which your shield can and cannot reflect at different points, depending on what shield you have. Yep. Uh, you know, teaching your move set and stuff because you have a more varied move set than you might expect mm-hmm. for an NES game. Uh, and then you get the final boss a dark link. Yeah. Uh, at this in the, uh, the final bit of this again, it's like just kind of doing a tour of Zelda two mm-hmm. and seeing parts of it. You know, you it's, it's not that different than having like a save state, mm-hmm. you know, set up. Um, but it's, uh, you know, most of the time when they have bosses in this, they'll have like half their life. Yeah. You know, yeah. like they, they will, they will be much easier to defeat mm-hmm. in this. So you kind of get the experience of seeing what dark link was like before Ocarina of time. Yeah. Uh, without actually having to put in the work of grinding up to, to fight him. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I wish, I, I honestly wish there was more of it here, but it's just yeah. one of those ones. Some of these have like, you know, 30 challenges. Some of them have seven and this is unfortunately yeah, one of the it, sevens. It's a it is a strange strange move. Yeah. Um. Kind of one of the other oddball ones they included with this, along with balloon fight, is the lost levels. I'm so happy they did. Yeah, yeah. 
we're 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 both big law. We 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 stand loss levels mm-hmm. here on Duckfeed. Uh, I think you can have a really good time sitting on a couch, passing the controller, mm-hmm. just trying to get past eight, like cooperating to make progress in loss levels. <laughs> like, that's a really good time. Yeah, because it fucks with you. It it it, it presumes that you have played and gotten that you, that you have been playing the original Mario straight for a year, and that you've mm-hmm. you you know it inside and out. Um, and that is not something a lot of people have. And so they're not going to get to see some of the stuff that is, um, uh, kind of in, in here. Um, you know, especially like if they nope out after they first run into the poison mushroom and say, oh, this is not fair. Uh, they're going to be missing out on a lot. So like, they're not going to see the way that like Nintendo themselves understood, like what was at the edge of possibility for like, uh, jumps that you can make, not just horizontally, but like to hook out and then hook back in. You know, there's yeah. lots of those in this. Um, just it, lots of it, like real high precision stuff. It's Nintendo understanding uh, the appeal of Kaizo Mario and Mario Maker. Yes. You know, decades before those things came about. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, this is basically the birthplace of Kaizo Mario, which I do not like playing Kaizo Mario, but I love watching Kaizo Mario. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, so I, I have a lot of affection for this because that's some of the most fun stuff you can do. Like when those show up on a- AGDQs, that's like <laughs> so impressive and fun. Yeah um yeah uh so this it kind of basically highlights the little tricks and traps mm-hmm. uh this does you know they're they're the really bad uh trampolines god uh, i forgot mario one as well I forgot, but they really make you use them in the lost levels and i hate those things yeah they don't work <laughs> nope <laughs> they're yeah they're really uh they're they're really uh shitty mm-hmm. uh, there yeah um the uh the you follow shells to get one up so like you hit a a one up and then it's on a, a higher track than you mm-hmm. uh and you have to kind of follow it around yep. or follow it down to get it mm-hmm. uh through there and then the like actual literal tricks yes um you know you can take the warp pipes to get to the final boss is there i think there's a level where you do the fake warp pipe that takes you back to the beginning of the game <laughs> yep and this as well <laughs> so funny God. it's so shitty <laughs> <laughs> you assholes yeah. <laughs> uh but then you get the bowser fake out like i wish more people yep. knew about this we're like okay if you fight the first bowser you come to you, you lost you gotta go yep. you gotta go to gotta go two bowsers down if you want to beat the yeah, game it's like a pancake it's yeah. like cole's conception of pancakes <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah oh god uh just Pretty great. real real good I, I, I love that kind of uh design-based humor um uh the metroid version of this is really good too in terms of like showing people the highlights yeah because that's an esoteric maze-like game mm-hmm. uh this just you know you get to see samus's tools uh, as you play through it it shows you several of the secret passageways uh-huh. and then lets you fight the bosses yes uh and do the escape sequence uh in between those moments when actually playing metroid are huge like getting lost like and things i value like i respect mm-hmm. metroid yeah um but just getting lost like in really samey looking hallways that go on forever yeah um you know it it just kind of cuts out that cruft lots and lots of way too long vertical hallways that are very easy to fall down and lose all your progress you know yes yes uh no good no good
that's the final uh, game that they introduce. Uh, but then you also have the remix one, two, and the bonus stages. Yeah. Um, Your bonus remixes. So yeah. So instead of saying like, hey, here's what you're going to find a remix one, uh, remix two, et cetera, like it's total 75 challenges. I instead have kind of like broadly categorized the tricks that they that they play. Um, uh, mm-hmm. broken it down into modified game challenges, auto runs, visibility mutators, and mix and match. Uh, and those are kind of in um, ascending level of like, uh, may- maybe not like entertainingness, but like gimmickry, you know, to a degree. Yeah. Like gee whiz, gee whizitude, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and yeah. these are mixed in with just uh, some, some things that are just like very difficult stunts to pull off. Yeah. Uh, those are, those are less good. Yeah. To me. Um, but when they're good, they're great. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, the first category are modified game challenges. So a, a minor element of a game has been changed, uh, to create kind of a weird or more challenging condition. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that are less challenging as well. Sometimes. Yep. Uh, like you're just invincible. Yeah. So it's like, find the path through this, uh, through this level. Um, you know, there's really not a time limit on this invincibility. You don't have to like re up it or chain it, but it's like run the path that will uh, get you to kill as many enemies as you can in a short amount of time. So like knowing yes. which Goombas to skip, uh, in order to get to more later on, uh, that puts you on a better, pla- uh, better path. Yeah. Um, there are hacks of Mario where they make elements of it big. So big mm-hmm. bullet bills, big fireballs, big Bowser. I uh, have to get around. <laughs> um, there are cool clone matches where there are fake enemies that are like little, uh, you know, uh, blur spells. Mm-hmm. Um, but then uh, kind of a little shout out to the cherry power up. Yeah. It says, ignore, ignore the clones and finish the level. And your Mario just buds into three Mario's <laughs> uh, that all move the same, but the ones on the end are trans, uh, you know, are immaterial. Yeah. I'm seeing double uh, here. So six it, Mario's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it like fucks with your platforming, uh-huh. you know, cause what those, uh, th- those are really fun. Yeah. Really uh, you get to the one that's, uh, uh Mario two, you fight Birdo. Um, and yep. you don't really understand, like you, you, you know, it is pretty tough to jump on one of those eggs that moves, regardless of how slow it's moving. Um, and mm-hmm. those, <laughs> those clones are just disruptive enough to make it, uh, it's kind of like wearing beer goggles to a degree. Yeah. 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 Very similar. Isn't it weird in the, uh, itchy and crusty land or the Duff gardens episode of the Simpsons mm-hmm. when Bart puts on the beer goggles, he imagines his aunt like and- coming on to him. Yeah, it's a little weird. Do you remember that? Like, he's like eight. Uh huh. He's never nine or ten. I don't know how Bart's young. And it changes the way that he Bart young. It changes the way that he sees, which is very strange. Or no, yeah, it's no, so I mean, much so that he not the he way that he sees. <laughs> it yeah. changes the way that but, he hears. Like it changes his actual perception. Uh, beer goggles the only it makes way me go through instant puberty. <laughs> like he puts the glasses down. And it's like. I'm going to suck your dick. Or I can't remember what she says. <laughs> but he's like, yes, ma'am. And then he takes the glasses off and it's like, oh, it's just Aunt Salma. Uh-huh. Like the idea being the only thing that would stop Bart from wanting to have sex with his aunt is how unattractive she is. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Uh, hmm. You know, but Bart was always going to be a fucked up little dude. He, he and oh, Pitt she, he and Pitt would get along really well, actually. Oh, yeah. Little perverts. <laughs> little misogyny. <laughs> uh you get uh uh, sped up auto scrolling levels in this like (laughs) like uh go through the airship in mario 3 while it's speeding you know which is just a sped up auto scroll but uh some of those are pretty intricate pretty tough um there's there are ones that add uh wind to give like intermittent resistance or to make things icy as well you know so Mm -hmm. uh putting a little bit of slide on different platforms uh that's neat yeah uh the uh 
do you go through Mario three stages with Princess Peach's uh, powers from uh, Mario two? Mm-hmm. But but her uh, weird is Mario three sprite. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you get to the end, you rescue, you beat Bowser, and you beat you rescue the princess. <laughs> yeah. And she says, "Thank you, but you are in another castle." Just kidding. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, that's so weird and trippy. I love it. Like, <laughs> I'm me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's really good uh the luigi re- remixes are fun too uh where the only difference between them other than the coloration obviously is that um uh, it's it's mirrored left to right uh so you do this mm-hmm. as uh you do this as uh boy playing donkey kong playing as luigi to rescue mario or to like get to mario's hat uh that one in the yeah. bonus stages where it's like okay you're not getting from bottom to top you're trying to you're trying to get from top to bottom um, you which, know, which it, is, it goes with you getting from bottom to top and then it goes on second thought, go back. Yep. <laughs> uh, that's so funny. It's also, this is a shout out to, uh, the other NES remix games where it included a super Luigi brothers where you played with Luigi's physics and did all of Mario brothers one going from right to left. God, I, I cut, man, I couldn't. Yeah. It's real <laughs> fucked up. Like again, these are sacred spaces. So like when you, when you fuck with them, it feels real weird. Yeah. In a way that, like, a mirror match in Mario 64 doesn't. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, um, the yeah, Kirby so- one was really tough for me when he couldn't exhale, mm. so you can't use any of the Kirby moves. You just had to do it as a straight platformer. Because uh, it's not a great platformer. <laughs> <laughs> right. You need those moves. Yeah. 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 Um, the, uh, that's really cool. That was fun as well. Um, there are Dr. Mario ones where it's just versus. Yeah. Uh, that you have, or, uh, the viruses will move or change colors. These blow. Yeah. Um, yeah. The color changing ones. I, I skipped past those. Um, I just, I, I, I couldn't brook it. The moving ones. It was like that. That is a more interesting challenge because you just have to figure out how to trap them, you know, and it's fine. Yeah. But the color changing was like, Oh, well, I guess my planning didn't matter. Fuck me. I guess. Yep. Yeah. And, and the reward is, you know, a slightly different, uh, Dr. Mario does not, <laughs> You know, it does not engender any affection from me. Yeah. Uh, Auto scroll Mario Brothers feels weird where That's uh, great. it is moving from That's left weird. to right. And it's still like it's effectively the same. You're just it's just changing the way that it displays the wraparound. <laughs> yeah. It just feels real weird, though. And mm-hmm. upside down Mario Brothers. Oh, yeah. Which, like, again, like, that would be, that's, again, great. If they just released a full, and I'm sure there is just a ROM hack of these. Mm-hmm. That'd be a great party, like, past the controller. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there's there's a reason strange. that's the most like that. That is the run in Rogue Legacy that you get the most uh, rewards for because uh, of the yes. possible <laughs> the Vertigo. One. Yeah, it's very difficult. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Punch Out versus a super powered Glass Joe like that. Uh, yeah, uh, which you know that's great because Glass Joe is <laughs> you know nature's pun- like God's own mistake. Yeah. <laughs> um, the auto run ones I would play. Uh, this made me want to boot up Mario Run again. I'm happy that you said that because this is this. I, I need to look and see when Mario Run came out. I think that was like 2015. I think that was definitely after this. And yeah. Mario Run owns. I think a lot of people played it and they're like, "Oh, I got all the I got all the yellow coins." And this game is real slight. I can't believe I paid ten dollars for this. This isn't a, this isn't a Mario game. And it's like, no, you fool. <laughs> you can like go up to the <laughs> to the blue coins, the green coins, the black coins. Yeah, like it, this is a very precise game that is like very tightly and well designed. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's really good. The thing that put me off it was adding in all the like 
shitty, you know, making a town stuff. Yeah, yeah I didn't care for that. In it. Like, it's got a bunch of garbage uh, mobile game stuff. But as an auto runner, it's really good. And these auto runners are really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, doing that peep peep bridge. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, I think it accidentally kind of trains you for speed running because that's when you're speed running a game. Like, you're mm-hmm. basically always going to be sprinting and you're just controlling when you jump and how long you jump. Yeah. You know, uh, that's really cool. Mm-hmm. That's a that's a really fun way to to engage with these these games. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mario Run was 2016 uh, here in America, okay. so that well after this, uh, which is neat. Uh, uh, Auto Run Metroid uh, works a lot better than I expected it to actually. Absolutely, be- because of the uh, it's not the space jump uh, that you do, but the um, the various suit. Yeah, the various suit where yeah, you can screw attack. Yeah, uh, screw it. Yeah, uh, where 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 it will uh, uh, damage anything that you uh, do a somersault through, uh, do the air flip too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then automatic run uh, excite bike where mm. you are always turbo speeding, uh, and you have to run through these cooling arrows mm-hmm. that you can go through. Uh, so these are just little precision challenges, also really fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Either memorization or reaction time, depending on how you uh, play this kind of game. Uh, there are a series of visibility kind of mutators, which are a lot of them, um, either making the screen dark, uh, doing everything in silhouette, making enemy or terrain invisible, um, you know, basically testing your knowledge of, uh, of the levels and signifiers. So like in the Mario ones, mm-hmm. uh, for example, you know, there'll be, oh, the platforms are invisible, but you know that there are coins on the platforms. Yes. You know, so you jump where the coins are. Mm-hmm. There are ones, uh, you know, like the hardest one for me was uh, the punch out one. Who's the guy who does like the big spin and you have to block um, all of his spin tiger. attacks in a row? Yeah. Uh, the, the, oh, no, no. Uh, so, well, oh, no. Uh, does he spin in place or does he spin around the ring? He spins around the ring. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's great, Tiger. You, you, yeah. You, the, you, the spin in place is uh, what's his head? Paul Hollywood. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yep. the, the guy from yeah, Mr. I can't remember his name right now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He hits you with a croissant. Um, no. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I said croissant. I should have said crumpet or whatever, uh, just to go with the yeah. uh, uh, Great British Bake Off work. But croissant, croissant. Um, but yeah. uh, but I said croissant, and that would be a uh, that would be Glass Joe. I apologize That'd for the mistake. Joe. In his head, usually literally explodes into croissants. <laughs> in the excellent and racist we. <laughs> oh man, it's the most fun racist thing that there is. <laughs> <laughs> oh man uh but yeah that, that that one's pretty tough because you know it, it's tough to uh, for me it was tough to get the rhythm of his uh of his spins around the ring when you couldn't see like when he uh kind of like hit the other side you know oh. when he was on the approach for, yeah for for me i could do that with my eyes closed i could do that by sound yeah like but i just have punch out memorized yeah um, um uh, so these visibility ones for me are the most like uh, effective when the, the source of the light is diegetic. Uh so mm-hmm. like you are navigating by a headlamp on excite bike, like the source of light is moving with your guy. Uh the angry sun in Mario 3 uh providing the mm-hmm. light. So like you have to move to keep up with it, but also avoid it because it's trying to attack you. <laughs> really you know? cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh there's also a thing where the camera will zoom in. To make things more difficult, this happens in uh, Donkey Kong, and then also during a mini game mm-hmm. in uh, in Kirby, where he's tossing eggs and bombs in your mouth, and you have to press the button when you want your mouth to be open. Uh-huh. Uh huh. And you just get less lead time. Yeah. 
uh, there, there are ones where like, okay, uh, you are trying to avoid a big spinning wheel of fireballs, um, in Mario one, I forget what those are called, but you know, you know what I'm talking about. Um, yeah. and it, it does like a really pronounced zoom in, um, normally, but when you jump, it, it zooms out. So you have to, uh, like do the jump in order to, uh, in order to see, uh, anything of what's coming on. Uh, like the conditions, the conditions on which it zooms is neat. And it's like fun to see these sprites zoomed up and they use filters to apply like a subtle texture to it. So it's not just a, uh, not just a color field, which is nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, probably the most imaginative ones are the ones where they uh, mix and match, uh, elements like stages and characters from, uh, games and put them, uh, into other games. Mm -hmm. So like you're in the stage of Mario one collecting coins, but you are Kirby. <laughs> so you can inhale bricks and throw them out or you are samus and you can blast or and use bombs or you're a zelda to link and you can smash them with your sword you are kirby yes <laughs> yeah one of the nine kings of hell <laughs> um yeah, yeah. um uh, and you know like uh, obviously this is something that would be carried forward into mario maker using the amiibo mm -hmm. to change your sprite um, I forget if that was ever uncoupled from Amiibo, but like, it is fun to see Link in Mario. Like, I don't yeah. know. There's just something about having these, uh, having these things mixed up that I just want to like clap and point whenever I see it. Well, me too. Well, this is not just, uh, the this, sprites too, like your right, verb set. Right. Like you are, you know, really, really cool, uh, challenging one doing Donkey Kong with Link. Yeah. Because you cannot jump, uh -huh. you know, uh, really neat. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the ones where, uh, they just add the wall of booze coming after you. Uh, mm -hmm. like, okay, you're, you're just, you're Kirby. You're trying to defeat the tree at the end of wispy woods. And there is a wall of booze that will, uh, start coming at you when you are faced away from it. So you're, you're not just watching and trying to, you know, get the apples that it's, uh, dropping at you. Uh, but, uh, like remembering to point backwards, uh, in between attacks when you're not dodging stuff. Um, they add yeah, these they, to, to a couple, uh, the, uh, the walls of booze. Yeah. And, and booze are part of our gamer vocabulary. Like we know what booze do. Yes. We know what booze like, mm -hmm. we know what booze want. Um, yeah. So you know, basically that's, that's what we got, mm -hmm. you know, just variations on that kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, neat. Mm -hmm. You know, very fun. I would play, uh, they made, there was that ROM hack, uh, game where you played through, uh, Mario and you played through actual versions, uh, where you could be Link or, uh, Samus and have their actual movesets. Hmm. I remember that, uh, in the early or like late two thousands, mm -hmm. I can't remember what it's called. Somebody, uh, let me know if yeah. you remember it. Uh, and, uh, but yeah, that's what this reminded me of. Yeah. Um, but you get a few of these, like defeating a boomerang, uh, brother with Zelda two link, uh, <laughs> playing as the hated pits, collect <laughs> collecting those poor Zelda fairies. Well, well I mean, what yeah. they do, come on. What does he do with them? Mm. You know, what does collect mean in this sentence? <laughs> um, well, play, 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 playing as, uh, playing as Mario two toad in Zelda two. So you pick up Octoroks and throw them into lava to kill them. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> play a whole game of that yeah um yeah it's uh it's phenomenal yeah uh it, it's it's really fun these things are a highlight the rest of the stuff you know we talked about the individual games it does end up feeling like you are uh taking again we mentioned like doing the reader's digest version of the game mm -hmm. which has value 
I did find myself at the end of this, like if I have a critique of this game, which I like a lot is I would have liked more remix. Yes. Stuff. You know, I would have done, you know, it would have been very generous, but not impossibly generous to be like, here's Mario one in its totality as Kirby. Mm-hmm. You know, that would work. Yeah. Suck up blocks. You know, they could make that work. Yeah. That would have been really neat. I agree. Um, I wish that it was, you know, more remixed by volume. Uh, and, you know, in a way that is a, a, a criticism of priority, you know, it's asking it to be a different game. But like, I almost feel like that's almost like a little bit of a compliment, too, because they like they've revealed that this is actually fun and good, you know, yeah. and they made me want more, you know. Uh, so that is kind of a tricky proposition. Like, can I hold it against them (laughs) if they showed me something cool and then, and then didn't give me more of it when there's, I mean, it's not like there's a, there's a dearth of things to do with this. It's not that there's even like a dearth of like cool and fun things to do. Uh, it's a, it's a, it's a strange thing to evaluate just because it is so, it is so fractured. Right. Yeah. It just ends. You know, that's the bummer is I just want more. Yep you know, uh, of the, uh, the cool remix content in this, yeah. um, or like, uh, SNES remix, Whew. be still my, be still my heart. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's a, this is great. I, I think if you were a fan of old retro games, uh, this is, uh, a really great way to look at them yeah. and you will enjoy it. And it is a heavy recommendation and not a lot of people played it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is, uh, not expensive. No, you get your hands on. Yeah. Um, I think it's a like recommendation for me. It's like eight bucks. If you get it used, uh, from, uh, popular marketplaces, I just got the digital one on the eShop as we're recording. Uh, the eShop still has about a year left to live. Um, but uh, I got it on eShop, uh, for, uh, 20 bucks because I forgot that I only had the Wii U version, uh, the combo pack, Yes, you know, but 20 bucks feels pretty good for this. Honestly, that's great. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it is a really good value. Uh, more people should uh, play it and talk about it. And uh, man, I want more of this kind of stuff because the Switch Online stuff does not come out uh, nearly frequently enough for me to uh, for me to feel like I can get it there. Like it's it satisfies it in some ways and with weirdo games, uh, but uh, mm-hmm. but not like this does. Yeah, I I really like how that works, but I could handle more. Yes, you know, um, yeah, good uh, good pick. Yeah. Um, so. I, I, you know, part of this was also to uh, uh, d- do something with a strange new format as well. Uh, and mm-hmm. I knew it would be pretty slight. So uh, d- obviously we had originally planned to do Alien versus Predator 2, but technical uh, problems kept us from doing that. I'm real happy that this slotted in here as well. And I hope people enjoyed the episode. Yeah, me too. A little shorter than we usually do, but again, uh, lend us some grace mm-hmm. for Elden Ring. And also, remember, way back in the day, we do short <laughs> games now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we haven't always fulfilled that promise, but it uh-huh. happens. Yep. Um, we are not Giant Bomb. Nope. In that respect. Yeah. So. So. Thank you very much. Um, if you have thoughts on uh, Ultra NES Remix, or throw in the other ones too, if you played the uh, the Wii U ones, that uh, those responses can go in here as well. Uh, thoughts on mm-hmm. NES Remix, Inscription, uh, King's Bounty uh, for the Genesis, or um, uh, our premium episode uh, until dawn. You can go to pat- you can go to duckfeed.tv slash contact and write in about those games if you have thoughts about multiple games please write multiple responses one about each game 
that just makes it easier for us. Uh, and do that. The deadline for responses is going to be March the 15th. It is always the 15th of every month. Yeah. Uh, King's Bounty will also be a, probably a quickie. Yes. Like I, be, I recently wrapped that up. It's not, um, you know, not going to talk about every individual fight because that's not really how the game works. Right. But it is a really surprisingly cool game. Yeah. You know, it's, it's nifty. Mm-hmm. Super nifty. Uh, if you have things to say about uh, next month's games, which are The Shrouded Isle, Chuck E. Cheese, and Deathloop, hit us up at duckfeed.tv slash contact by April 15th. Mm-hmm. Um, you can support this show. Uh, you know, we talked about a Patreon early on. The details for that go to patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. There you can pledge a certain amount of money per month and get access to a ton of bonus content. Like we said, we are uh, making some changes to make uh, to give you a little bit more control over how you get uh, your, uh, your your stuff. Hopefully, to make uh, you know uh, to, to make everything just a little bit more discoverable for you. All of those changes are going to be rolled out and announced uh, here in the near near term. Plenty of them are out there uh, immediately uh, uh, right mm-hmm. now as you hear it. Uh, but uh, this is in preparation because Elden Ring is out. Elden Ring is very good. And our coverage of yes. that on Bonfireside Chat is going to be beginning uh, very shortly. In fact, our first impressions episode is coming out this Sunday as you are hearing this on the early release feed. Yeah. Uh, some people uh, with varying degrees of good faith have been like, oh, no, I hope this isn't a repeat of the Dark Souls 3 season. Mm-hmm. Uh, so far, I am much more in love with this. Yes. Uh, so th- there's still time for this to, like, you know, shit the bed in terms of my own personal mm-hmm you know, uh, opinion, but, uh, if you are somebody I'm, and again, like I'm on the record of like, uh, criticism does not inherently have to be a gush fest Mm -hmm. to be valuable, but if you're in the mood for a gush fest, uh, get ready for some gush fest, at least for a while. Yes. Because, uh, I am absolutely enamored uh, with this. It is, it feels like many things, like they just listen directly to me (laughs) and it feels like they realize it's like almost like they listened to my complaints about the Sekiro and dark souls Mm three season. It was like, how can we fix this for Gary? (laughs) Obviously you don't, obviously you don't think the TV is talking to you, but this is, uh, it feels like it is. (laughs) Like Uh, I'm going full Malkavian with this. (laughs) (laughs) No, you stop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I'll, 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 I'll take the feather back part of this. Uh, Elden Ring is huge. I'm already seeing it kind of like, you know, overflow the bounds of the previously established souls community. If you are kind of like getting in on this and, you know, if this is your entry point into souls, understand that we have a premium show uh, called bonfire side chat that has historically been about, uh, from software's souls and bloodborne series. We're going to be doing Elden. We're going to be doing Elden ring, but there are so many episodes, it's more than 200 episodes of us talking about that series and related things. Uh, and that is all available, uh, on the, uh, on the Patreon. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, if you're listening to this on the Patreon, you have access to a lot of stuff. Yes. You know, so give it a shot. Um, ratings, reviews on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, that's very useful mm-hmm. uh, to us, and we appreciate it. Um, and that's basically uh, basically it. Yeah. You know, I don't know that we have anything else. Um, you know, thanks for listening. We appreciate you. Thank you. Take care. Take care of yourself. Stay safe. Please do. Uh, especially uh, if we have anybody in Eastern Europe. Yeah, uh, fuck yes. Yeah. yeah I, I, yeah. I was thinking about that. Like, I don't, I wish that there was something that uh, we could do, or uh, in Texas. Yeah. Oh yeah, shit. 
very, oh. very different ways that the world is absolutely just biting the fucking gigantic ass. No, that's not an expression, but <laughs> it, it's, it is biting the gigantic ass mm-hmm. and not in a good way. Yeah. You know, it's a bite. Um, it is, uh, it is not good no. out there. If you are one of our, uh, you know, trans sisters, brothers, or non-binary people who live in Texas, uh, we are with you in solidarity. We, we appreciate you. Um, you know, our heart goes out to you and we will do what we can. You know, yeah. we do stuff to raise money from time to time. It is a uh, busy time for the network right now because mm. it's not just like, oh, we have a fun video game to play. It's Elden Ring. It's a, it's a big part of the job. Like a lot of people are coming over from mm-hmm. that and we have to get the shape of that and get that done. Yeah. Uh, but I, you know, we will try to figure something out. Yeah. Um, and if you're listening to this and you are in Ukraine, uh, my heart absolutely goes out to you. Like that is the first time in a very long time news has made me weep. Yep. I uh, just you know, pictures of like school teachers who are being given guns and just being sent out in the streets to fight yeah. because there's one fucking maniac. Yep. Because there's a maniac. There. Yeah. Uh, I and don't, don't come at me, uh, with, uh, you know, yeah, sorry. I was anticipating yeah. tanky shit. The <laughs> tankies really go to bat for Putin. Yeah. Yeah, they do. Really? That's bizarre. <laughs> they, 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 they will call you an imperialist uh, for being against uh, that imperialist asshole. Yeah. I, I assumed that tankies were into the old shit. Mm, yeah. Like it happens. You'll, uh, you, you, you'll, you'll see it. The, the, this is, this is not the topic for this show. Uh, I did not mean to get into those petty, uh, things sure? here. <laughs> <laughs> Just are... Russia remixed. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're trying to do. Yeah. They're just, um, <laughs> just trying to remix and chop and screw their various old territories. Yeah. They're in love with their legacy. Just like Nintendo. Jesus Christ. Uh, we have to laugh because the, the, yeah, it has been some of the most dispiriting stuff, you know, that just did yeah. like the, the, this, the, the, this feels very much like, you know, the recent like attacks on, you know, Palestine, you know, just, yes. it, just which, any, which of, is yeah, also just is still, uh, yep. <laughs> that didn't like just magically go away either. Nope. Uh, Syria didn't yeah, so go we, away. All that. Fuck. Yeah. We, uh, we, if you were listening and you're in those zones, you know, I understand this is cold comfort because it's, it's not food and money, Yeah, but you know, we do, we, we want, we, we stand in solidarity as best we can. Yeah. You do not deserve the suffering that is being imposed on you. Yeah, absolutely. So on that note, watch out for the news, man. Yeah. And Huey Lewis. <laughs> Coming at you. <ya. laughs>